What's up? It's Sierra. Hey, it's Ebony. And And welcome welcome to the the Real Play Podcast. So I want to take this back to something you said a long time ago. (laughs) You were talking about how some people will come to you and you know, like, they don't need a matchmaker. Just take Mm -hmm. your hair down. Just show up here. Show up there. How do you know the difference between someone who really needs a matchmaker and someone who just needs to just go off and do it themselves? They're not, I guess trying hard enough on their own and I could go back probably Sierra to Ebony's point about a little bit of again I'm not tooting my own horn I'm not trying to again I'm not even trying to get leads from this because right now actually I'm I'm not on social media Um, I get my leads just from the, the the base network of referrals but I would say it's a little bit of just like it's like my thing there's just people I'm talking to them and I'm engaging them like you don't belong here Mm-hmm. Like, even though you didn't tell me, you think that I'm gonna solve all your problems. I feel that you think this is a magic wand. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give any romantic, you know, romanticism. I don't want to over romanticize matchmaking. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a part of something that could lead you feeling more defeated mm-hmm. because the process is hard. Any of my colleagues would tell you, I mean, I've, I've had clients, Paul has had clients, a lot of my matchmakers, like, I mean, like people are just like falling apart because this one part of their life, which is really critical to their whole life, mm-hmm. is just not working and how they feel so defeated and so frustrated and just cannot believe that I'm at this age at this point in my life and I don't have anyone to connect with and grow my family that they just feel like this is my last, this is it. I'm gonna put all my eggs in this basket and you gonna make it happen for me. And that's one aspect that I'll be like, really kind of like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to lead you down there. But then also there's some people I'm like, the way you're talking, I mean, I've had actually a potential client now. She's been coming to me oh, yearly since she was 22. Wow. And every year I shoo her away. Because once I get into a good conversation, see what she's doing, see where her head is at. I'm like, no, like, you still need to continue your own organic path. You don't need a professional presenting somebody for you or for you on your behalf. So I wanna say that is something that I think is intrinsic just about my engagement with my clients when I really feel like they don't need to go to a matchmaker. I don't think it would be to their benefit. I think it might be to their detriment. That makes sense. And I have another one, I'm sorry. But it interests me a lot that you said, you said your age, because you know, mm-hmm. black don't crack, you look amazing. Oh, um, you. But then you also said you've been married, was it four years? Almost. Almost uh, four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost four years. So that goes out to a lot of people right now are in their late 20s, early 30s, and they're just yearning to be married. And they feel as though there's this gap because they're not married. Um, you got married later in life. So what okay. is some advice you would give to a woman that, feels as though they need to hurry up and get married right now. One, I'll go ahead and just do the disclaimer. I know the reason why I might've felt comfortable to get married late. I mean, you know, I had, you know, my son early. Mm-hmm. So there was no fertility on my back. Mm-hmm. I had him very early. Like he's, you know, he's about your age. So it's like, literally, like I had him early enough that that kind of eliminated the whole thing about, and I never wanted any more children. So that was just me. That so took the pressure off. To, yeah, it took all the pressure off. I could date freely. I could marry when I wanted to. So I totally get that my experience is different from some other single women. 
who are approaching late 30s, early 40s, and they're like, this is a whole different <laughs> ball game. But what I would say is that there is, you know, and, and me and him were together, we lived together for most of our relationship. We've been together 15 years. So most of our relationship, we lived together. So coming from a Christian background and, mm-hmm. you know, both of us came from two parent households. So there was a lot of comments earlier about us shacking up and <laughs> things like that. And there was a lot of people also like, well, what's wrong with you? Why don't you get married? You done totally blended your life and so forth. But me and my now husband really did respect so much the highest level of romantic connection as marriage that we, neither one of us wanted to do it until we really knew this is it. So even in a relationship, you might think it just makes sense to keep on moving towards marriage. But I tell people that just understand that the responsibility, the legal responsibility, the the business aspect of marriage is whole difference than laying up with someone and loving on someone that you both really need to be in sync. And even if you're together for years, don't let other people move up your clock. Mm-hmm. Again, the caveat is I understand the whole children thing that does create another angst. But what I would say to you very honestly, that obviously had nothing to do with either one of you because y'all are in the prime of you have time to consider. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, if you came to me and we did the podcast today and you were 36, 37, I would say something different. Okay. That's interesting. I like it. That's real though. Right here on the real play, <laughs> giving us the real talk, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have a lighthearted question because I've been thinking about this ever since you got on. What do you think about the movie Hitch? Because you're the female Hitch for me right now. And <laughs> I just been thinking about it and how, you know, he has a little card and that's how people, um, they don't really know who he is, his mm-hmm. real job. And they kind of slide the card to the next person. And yeah. at the end, they do end up getting married and then he ends up finding his little boo or whatever. But when you saw that movie, which came out less than 15 years ago, so you were already in the industry, what was yeah. your thoughts when you saw it? How realistic was it to you? One, I immediately thought of Paul. Okay. Uh, the difference, though, is that see, Paul comes from being married. He didn't date a lot. Mm-hmm. So that was a part of our uh, synergy that I had been single longer and he had been married. So it was like the, the greatest orchestration to hear from both ends of what it's like to get married early and stay with the love of your life all your life versus, I mean when I was 75 men in just that one quarter but it. my numbers are higher than that in regards to dating interactions and or lovers or one-offs or what have you so seeing Hitch to me like what to your points here I actually really connected to the part that he was trying to keep the privacy because mm-hmm. I have so many people who was just like you know like you should be talking this doing this more or whatever and I'm like people don't want their matchmakers known right me and one of my um, lead matchmakers went to a wedding where we were list I mean we were even in their pre-video this big lavish beautiful wedding it was actually highlighted in essence and we were highlighted as uh what were we friends <laughs> and we were both like okay <laughs> oh, whatever you because we, we didn't ask to be in their highlighted video but I think both of them wanted us at the wedding they wanted us to be a part of it but they did not want people to know how they met mm. so we had to be this kind of 
fictitious friend, <laughs> but, I, but I'm telling you, it was awkward because I think a lot of people in that video was so significant to the couple. And then here you guys. <laughs> yeah, like who are y'all? I've never like, seen oh, you before. When did you, we never heard of them before. Right. <laughs> yeah, like who is, who is G and Tasha? Why are they in your highlight video? Why are they giving testimony to your love? And we were like, they are just the greatest people that we were just so glad to be a part of their journey. And what else do you want us to say? And they were like, well, that's it. That's enough. So it's one of those things where I respect the confidentiality. When I saw what happened in the movie, I really associated with that part where it was just like, people do think that you're kind of, you know, puppeteering people. Mm-hmm. and that you're playing with them and it's like no we take you know most of my team almost all of my team are social science backgrounds social work psychology um, human service all of us so we come from that we are cut from that cloth of really having a high level of belief in helping and supporting people in some aspect of their life but we also have a high level of belief and understanding around confidentiality and most of my cohorts in this black love space like you're only as good as people don't share because ultimately if people knew too much like about who we serve or what we do then our businesses were collapsed because people again we're we're not getting the credit we're not getting the highlight reel we're not going to be you know get again like somebody just asked me just sorry thinking about it somebody wanted um they wanted my reviews and I'm like I don't have any and they're like you know you're not on Yelp or whatever like no (laughs) no like we oh do you have any testimonials I like I can give you a thousand but to be in all honesty like how much do you believe in testimonials when you know they can be paid for Mm -hmm. when you do your Amazon reviews I mean you know when I bought this hair I looked at the videos I was just like is this really the same hair I don't know I I guess I can trust her is she getting paid for this I don't know Mm -hmm. but it ended up being some really good hair so I was just like (laughs) okay so I made a good decision but how much can I really believe in testimonials when we know that they're being paid? And in this kind of service, if you, if you want me to share a few things, so if you may write something up, I can do that. But I would prefer that we have a really good contract mm-hmm. and that we have a really good refund policy and that I have a high level of integrity and you can choose to troll and look me up. And um, you'll probably see some things that maybe somebody said about the Paul Brunson agency or GS, the matchmaker somewhere in our footprint, but you're not going to see a whole lot considering all the people we serve. We've kept a really stellar presentation of professionalism that I think has left us to be the hitches, you know, of modern times. And so I think Will Smith did a great job and I was proud when I saw it because it made me think mostly of Paul. Okay. What's uh, really good is, you know, love never goes out of business. Everyone always wants love. So you always be in business. Um, What do I think my one of my last questions for you is um, you said you're not on social media a lot right but there's a lot of um, things going around about black love and black excellence and Mm -hmm. um, celebrity men dating other races where black women we don't really date outside our race as much Um, what do you think about the state of I guess black love right now I, I love the the black love excellence. I love that hashtag. I think it's great. I love that people authentically share their love story because true people who have been in love for a long time are not going to give you again the fairy tale. 
Mm-hmm. Love is as beautiful as it is agonizing. That's what I think makes it so unique because there's all types of love, but romantic love is the only love that someone has to do it with you. It's, it's like a life goal that you can't do by yourself. Sure. So you can't be successful in romantic love as you in career, fitness, health, finances, social network. You can do all that by yourself. But you can't do romantic love by yourself. That's what makes it so agonizing and frustrating, but also beautiful and the best all at the same time. So I love the Black excellence in love. I love all of that. Um, And I am one of those people who say very openly when people contact me, um, I serve Black women. That's just my thing. Um, So if you want to date outside your race, I tell people very upfront we have a sprinkle of non-blacks, but I don't make a lot of effort to serve non-blacks. Um, I learned a long time ago that there's enough love in our community that I don't need to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And from my experience as a black woman, a black woman who's been single longer than I've been in a relationship, a black single mother, a black woman of a certain age now being 50, I feel like there's some relatability that I can offer um and so if i have a client man or woman who says they want to date outside the race no judgment but to be honest i have more people who say things like i don't date light skin dark skin i don't and things like that i don't think i don't date people with weaves or wigs or you know or i mean what's ironic you have just so many people who be like oh you know i i don't do the angela davis i want a woman who stays glammed up i like a woman who takes care of herself so i have more of those conversations and having to tell people there's no judgment Mm-hmm. just letting you know that I present based on criteria of non-starters so it is not a non-starter that you don't date dark-skinned people mm-hmm. I you know so I'm not going to look at it that way but I'm going to keep it as a strong preference and understood but anyone who wants to date outside their race man or woman I'm just letting them know up front I'm not making a lot of effort because that's not in my database so I would have to actually hire a recruiter and that means that's a higher price point. And that means that you probably should look at another um, professional um, to serve you. I like that you are um, only servicing black women, um, particularly because I think that our race is the most, um, you know, our grandparents and their parents, they stayed together, but now everything is so divided. Everything is so separate. And I think we need, more romantic relationships and more to see more black love because um that's not always the norm and it's 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 inspiring it black love romantic love supports black communities that support Mm. black states that support black countries or countries in general so a strong romantic relationship in someone's home what i do in my home my husband matters to what happens in my community matters what happens to my state so it's bigger than just love like again the romantic stuff but also just just being honest again like again if you want to date outside your race that's fine and I also have had actually a lot of black men who I've had great conversations with because again that stigma of black women being loyal to our black men Mm -hmm. and I am one of them My, my book is called in search of James Evans because my first romantic crush was James Evans from good times all right like you talk, you don't get any blacker than James Evans. <laughs> <You don't. laughs> we don't get any blacker than that, but it's just my admiration. But 
my understanding from countless black men talking to me why they dated outside their race, it goes back to why I started in this business in the first place, because there was a whole lot of black women who were looking at the corny black man and was not dating him. So there was a lot of black men was like, black women didn't want to date me. I dated who wanted to date me. So I am a big supporter and advocate. Date who wants to date you. I'm just saying, I don't have no non-blacks here. <laughs> That's it. Drops mic. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I feel like I can just ask you question after question, but I'm not going to do that because we said we was going to try to stick to a certain amount of time. Um but one last question, this is really my last question. And Ebony, if you have any more, that's that's cool. But my last question is for those women, oh, you say that there's a lot of men that just kind of needed a little little sprucing up and then, you know, that's all they really need. Cause that's all, you know, we can work with them to a certain extent, but you just got to come a little bit with a little swag. Yeah, a little bit something. Where would you tell the average 30 some woman to place herself hmm. so she can run into said newly swagged man <laughs> and do it herself paul used to say and i still use this today starbucks uh, no steak houses really uh, manly man likes a good steak okay. so like i'm really he was also a big proponent of hotel again this is all pre-covid hopefully mm -hmm. when things change so i'll give a adjusted list pre-covid steak houses hotel bars and lounges Mm -hmm. Even if you're not staying in the hotel, post yourself up, hang out in the lobby, get yourself an article magazine, which is very <laughs> cute. I like it. See who comes in and out. And obviously some, some of this might be known pretty much like sports places, Bars. Mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, like a sports bar, sports arenas, like, even if you like our whole model is based off of the gauntlet. I'm not a football fan, mm -hmm. but I'm a basketball fan. But for purposes of trying to get my man, I can turn into a football fan. I can hang out with you. I don't. And again, most men are just looking for companionship. They're not looking for you to break down the stats. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of women who are huge sports fans. So it's not yes. to say you couldn't have that synergy, but it was like in regards to placing yourself organically, sports bars, hotel lounges and lobbies and steakhouses. Again, nice steakhouses. Current COVID situations, being all masked up, uh, considering the social distancing, we would definitely encourage, and I've had a, quite a few of my clients, you know, do more outdoors activities, obviously with the weather mm -hmm. not being ideal, but when the weather is nice, hiking, walking, bicycling, putting yourself in position to like, at least be able to like run into someone and maybe like they see you doing your like, you know, outside thing and they mm -hmm. ask you a question. And ultimately with the mask on, we know at some point you got to like put it down, but at least if you're outside, you can put it down and put it back up. Right. So we encourage people to again, place yourself in situation to get more vitamin D, be outside, but again, be fashionably appropriate because again, the idea is the same thing with the pictures. You, you want to seem active, but you don't want to seem non-hygienic and you don't want to seem like all a mess because there are opportunities where even under a mask, people are catching eyes mm -hmm. and people are looking at people and wanting to learn more. Well, that's good. I never thought about, I, I feel like I read somewhere about a steakhouse. Um, what's the one in Atlanta? I can't think of the name, but um, 
even if you pick out the food, I tell people like my husband, oh, I'm real big on this. Like I am dressing up to just go pick up my food. That is a, that is a full on date. We're <laughs> driving to pick up our food, but I'm dressing up. And so even if again, it's not, you know, it's safe to like do much interaction, but being cute, picking up your food, having a cute mask, maybe even with a little saying on it to like start conversation. I always tell people you can say a lot with your eyes. Mm-hmm. You can actually say a lot with your hands, like keep your nails done. You never know what could be a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Like what you accessorize, even your coat. I always tell people, my clients, I'm big on accessories make such a difference because a lot of men are curious as to why did you make that choice? Mm. And just just kind of asking the question could start a whole conversation as to like who you are. So your accessories could be not just for utility. It could actually be conversation starters. I have like two things. One is um, I had read somewhere like rings, like don't wear any rings because guys just automatically assume that you're married when you do, at least if you wear it on the ring finger. Um, Dang it, where's my other question? Oh, glancing at guys. So if I see a guy out, how long should I I glance? Like, do you, should I just look, look away, you know, <laughs> b- before it's I so see funny. That it's, it's another one of Mr. Brunson's secrets that we actually uh, teach, like when we do um, group sessions, uh, the look back. So the idea is to catch eyes, mm-hmm. you look away, but it's very important to look back and lock eyes twice. Okay. It's, it's imperative that they know you're interested. So the first glance might not cut it. And the gawking could be awkward. Like if you keep staring <laughs> at them and, we've, and vice versa, men too. Like you keep right. staring at me, you're gonna make me feel uncomfortable and like yeah. run. But the looking, looking away, but clearly looking back is typically language for men that she's open to have a conversation. Okay. And because now with us covering and our eyes being so important, I know I, I wear glasses a lot. And so if I was single, I would definitely make sure that my eyes are dolled up and that I didn't wear my glasses because I would want someone to see that I'm paying them attention. So it's just kind of imperative now to ensure that you're kind of minimizing any other blockers considering a lot of us are wearing masks when we're out. Oh, that's good. You are dropping some gems <laughs> for real. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. I've, I'm going to use about all of them. For <laughs> real, for real. Thank, thank you, ladies. I appreciate I appreciate all the time, the questions. I hope I've imparted some level of wisdom. Um, and again, a host of people that I know that may at some point be guests on your show. But again, there's some really good information out there that I know of people and myself, we try to do the work of doing our own research and kind of uh, putting into practice what we preach. So can you tell the listeners, I know you're not really on social media, but can you tell them where they can find your book at least um, and say the name again, just so that they can can run out and get that and get more gems? <laughs> sure. Um, in search of James Evans, and yes, is fashioned after the James Evans from <laughs> Good Times, uh, Don Amos. Um, it is on Amazon. And in regards to social media, no, I'm not as active, but I have a page for purposes just of business um, on Instagram, which is my primary base, um, GS The Matchmaker. 
but also I take direct emails. So agency 5683, which is basically agency love at gmail.com. All right, great, love it. All right, Ebony, do you have anything else? I don't have, I feel like I asked too many questions or a ton of questions. I don't have anything else. I just want to say thank you. Um, I asked a little questions for a little friends. I flipped them in there. So, um, and a, a couple of questions for myself. So, <laughs> all my questions for myself because I'm trying to put myself on. Okay. Everybody else can come after me. <laughs> no, but thank you so much. We appreciate you coming. And we, I'm, I feel like this episode is going to get some questions. So we might have to either shoot them to you or even bring you back because I, I know that this this episode is this episode's fire. I'm well, I appreciate it. I see you growing your audience. I love to see, you know, black women in business on media. So just like I said, honored to be invited. And of course, if anyone has any questions, again, if not myself, again, I have a ton of colleagues who I go to as well. So I'll definitely, if I can't find the answer, I have no problem looking it up and probably finding it out for you. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms at The Real Play Podcast. We would love to hear from you. So leave us a comment, DM, or voice note. And don't forget to come hang out with us on our next episode.